When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to, God, this feels so good to say, the first Maize and Brew post-game reaction and takeaway podcast of the 2021 football season. God, it feels so good to be back. That's what the biggest takeaway for me is for the day. And by the way, this is Anthony Broom, team site producer, managing editor, guy in charge, whatever you want to call it, at Maze and Brew, here with you again. That's my biggest takeaway right off the bat is to say just how good it was to be back in Michigan Stadium. I haven't been there since the last time fans were in there. I was not there last season. I thought the energy was good throughout the day. The vibe, you know, in the parking lots, in the the tailgate areas, the walk to the stadium, it was all, it's like a flashback. It felt so good to be back. Right off the bat, I just want to say that was a lot of fun. It was good to see you guys who were out there. I handed out some Maze and Brew t-shirts. A lot of fun to be back in Ann Arbor today for a football game. And a football game that, again, for the first time in almost two years at Michigan Stadium, Michigan wins 47-14 over Western Michigan. And if you listen to these podcasts at all this week, leading up to the season, we kind of knew what the spread was for this game weeks, months ahead of time. It it, it always floated between 16 and a half and 17 and a half. And I've told you from the beginning, if Michigan played somewhere in that range, they're going to be in for a long year and, and they, they might still be today. Saturday changes almost nothing about the outlook moving forward. I think what it does tell, though, is that what they were able to do to Western Michigan on Saturday was what good teams do to teams that they're more talented than, that they have an advantage over. That's the biggest takeaway, is that they took care of business and they did so in thorough and mostly impressive fashion. Now, let me I'll say this, and you can know this, right from the start when you watch this game today was that Western Michigan was not there to collect a paycheck. Western Michigan was there to compete, play in, and try to win a football game because that's the type of program they've had since P.J. Fleck got there, since P.J. Fleck left. Tim Lester has come in and done a tremendous job keeping that program afloat. Going to be one of the better teams in the MAC West this year. They're going to score a lot of points. They're going to do a lot of disruptive things on the defensive side of the ball. That's a team that will contend for a MAC title. Now, that's a lower tier group of five conference, and a Big Ten team should never struggle against them. Michigan had some struggles early on, but listen, I don't know what more you could ask for out of this game. You, they said all week, we're going to run the ball. They ran the ball to a tune of 334 yards on Saturday. Let's go through the stats here before we get into the bulk of the show. Uh, Cade McNamara, 9 of 11, 136 yards, two touchdowns on his first season opening start as Michigan's quarterback. Michigan ran the ball 43 times. 
compared to 17 passes. J.J. McCarthy was four for six as well. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Michigan ran the ball 43 times for 334 yards and three touchdowns at 7.8 yards per pop. They said they were going to do it all week, and they did it. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Obviously, the, I think one of the biggest negatives that looms over this game is what happened with Ronnie Bell. I saw it right when it happened, and people will argue the merits of having a number one receiver on punt returns. I don't have an issue with having your best guys out there. Jabril Peppers return kicks. Donovan Peoples-Jones returned kicks. I think you could look back. I believe Devonta Smith returned punts at Alabama last year. It happens. You get your best guys on the field. Football is is a violent and freakish sport at times. And it sucks that Ronnie Bell, he's going to have an MRI on Saturday night. All they would say is they're praying for him. I don't know. He went down and he clutched his right knee immediately. Had to be carted off the field after getting over to the sideline. I'm not feeling really good about that. We'll talk about what that might mean a little bit later on. I'm going to break this down into kind of three segments here. We'll talk positives. We'll talk negatives. And I'm not putting a ton of stock in it either. Again, okay? So let's just let's put a bow on that. And then we'll do three words. And three words is a new segment we're bringing in this year. I asked you guys on Twitter to give me three words to describe Michigan football's performance today and how you feel about it. We'll get to that. But I, I think what I'll start with here as I talk about just kind of general thoughts on the game. So in 2016, movie comes out, summer of 2016, called Suicide Squad. And it was terrible. And there were mitigating reasons for that. The studio messed with the cut. There were some weird casting choices. The tone was weird, inconsistent, all that type of stuff. Panned. People wish they could forget it. So what happens? Studio goes back to the drawing board, thinks they still have something promising there. 2021 comes around. They release The Suicide Squad with big changes. Some fundamental things stay, like Margot Robbie, Joel Kinnaman in the cast. You have some new blood, John Cena, Idris Elba. And a director attached to it, and James Gunn, who brings some excitement and some, and some flash to the, the production. That comes out, and you know what it is? It wasn't spectacular, but you know what? It was a nice little return to form. Nice nice and enjoyable. Good entertainment for two-plus hours, and in this case, for a football game, three-plus three hours, whatever it was. That's what this reboot is so far. I like what I saw on the defensive side of the ball, with the schematic changes, and, and I don't know if we'll talk takeaways from that soon. But Mike McDonald seems comfortable calling a game, making adjustments in a game. Offensively, I have questions about execution there. But you found something you're good at and you just did it on Saturday. We'll talk about that in a bit. Just a nice little safe return to form. Nothing that blows anyone away, but I had a good time for a couple hours on a Saturday, which is exactly what happened a couple weeks ago when I saw the Suicide Squad. So a nice performance today. You did what you had to do. Let's talk positives. Biggest positive of the day, obviously, is the rushing success. And a lot was made this offseason about bringing in Mike Hart to coach the running backs, moving Jay Harbaugh over to tight ends and the special teams, which 
I don't have this written down here, but special teams units were outstanding on Saturday. Good in all three phases of the game. Great job by Jay Harbaugh getting those guys ready to play. And I think a positive takeaway, too, is just it seemed like the team was ready to play, period. There didn't seem to be lingering effects from last year. I know they got off to a little bit of a slow start defensively, but and there were hiccups a little bit on the offensive side of the ball, but they just seemed prepared and ready to play. Jim Harbaugh said that much in the postgame press conference, too, which um, we'll talk about that in a bit as well. But talking about Mike Hart and these running backs, you know what the, the hope with bringing him in was that this was a young and up-and-coming assistant coach that was going to bring a little more flair is not the right word. Consistency, a little more aptitude. I don't know what word to use, but last year the running back rotation was a mess. Too many cooks in the kitchen trying to keep everyone happy. There's two guys that they, they're looking to keep fed and happy. That's it. It's not four guys or five guys. Blake Corm and Hassan Haskins were, I mean, Hassan Haskins was good. Blake Corm was outstanding. And I know there are people on, you know, we saw that Blake Corm looked like a Greek god this offseason, right? But there were questions about, is this guy being overhyped? We didn't see a ton of him last year. All of the hype is legit. That guy has a burst to him, a wiggle about him. I started calling him Blake the Snake, which lame as hell. I, I'll admit it. But number two had a nice day as both a rusher. He caught a couple passes out of the backfield, one of, one of them for a touchdown. His line today, 14 carries, 111 yards, one touchdown. Two catches for 22 yards and a touchdown. And I can't – can you tell I'm doing this live? 212 all-purpose yards. He had 79 kick return yards as well. Just that guy was – when we talk about guys who get off-season hype, a lot of times it can be overblown. But it's just nice to see that play itself out too. And someone else who had a lot of off-season hype that won't get as much pub because you don't want these guys to get pub because when you don't know their names, when the average – I should say when the average fan doesn't know their names, you know they're doing their job, and that's Zach Zinter. He didn't start this game. I know there were reports and rumblings that his hand was in a wrap and he had a hand or an arm injury and he wasn't going to start today, and he didn't. Chuck Filiaga started at right guard. Michigan, it seemed like the momentum seemed to flip with the offense once they put Zach Zinner in the game on Saturday. So that was good to see. There's been a lot of hype that that guy, some of those coaches will tell you, and it was either Jim Harbaugh or Josh Gaddis or both of them who made the comment this offseason that they think there's a case for Zach Zinter to be this team's best all-around offensive player, which is incredibly high praise. And again, everything, and I'm gonna, I know what the comments are. I've seen them on Twitter. I've seen them on the website. I've heard people say them to me personally already. But it's Western Michigan. I get it. We can't solve the Ohio State problem in week one. Just trying to win a football game and look good. When Zach Sinter was in the game, when Blake Corum ran the football, those guys looked good. Cade McNamara, we'll go to him. I think he played a good, efficient football game. They didn't ask him to do much. He was 9 of 11. 136 yards, two touchdowns. Much, I mean, almost half of that, well, more than half of that, 
came on the deep ball to Ronnie Bell, which, God, them losing Ronnie Bell is going to hurt. There are ways they can mitigate that. But I'm worried about that one. And he had the be- he had what would have been easily the, the play of the day in college football and the catch of the day, maybe the catch of the year in week one that was called back on a phantom offensive pass interference. But that is what it is. Uh, Cade McNamara, I thought was fine. Uh, it seemed like they were not ask- obviously not asking him to do much. I have my thoughts and, and concerns about that that we'll get into in the negative segment, but... He did what he did last year when he came into the Rutgers game and came into the Wisconsin game and part of the Penn State game. He ran the offense, and they moved the football, and they scored. That's all you can really ask for that guy right now. And I know we're all going to – let's just address this now. Everyone's going to go nuts over J.J. McCarthy, right? Amazing – like a terrific throw. Tremendous on that 69-yard touchdown. Nice. To Dalen Baldwin. Rolls out to his right. Fades the pressure. Holds onto the ball. Ooh, you got to get rid of that. Flicks it down the field across his body perfectly to Dalen Baldwin. Guy who's probably going to have to step up here soon with Ronnie Bell presumably out for. We'll see. It was good. And JJ, listen, that play was awesome. And it's there's a lot of those plays on his high school film. He's going to be a star, and then it's going to it's going to happen eventually where he's going to be ready and too good to keep off the field. I don't know if it's going to be this year. We saw some freshman mistakes on Saturday. Yeah, he was four for six for 80 yards, but 69 yards of that, 69 yards of four completions came on one touchdown throw. So the talent is there. The talent's apparent. He's obviously the future. Three to four years down the road, like that's your guy. Just be excited for that. I, I liked the snapshot we got. It was nice that they were able to get, like, this is another thing. It was really nice that they were had enough of a lead to get him in the game in the third quarter. If you believe the Vegas line was true, that wasn't really a possibility. The more snaps that guy gets, the better. And if Cade McNamara can run the offense and move them down the field and J.J. doesn't have to play, there might come a time where he's too good to keep off the field. But in week one, like I said, let's tap the brakes a little bit. Remember the insane touchdown pass that Joe Milton threw against Rutgers in garbage time two years ago? Take it slow. Take it easy. Let the development play out because they cannot get it wrong with this guy. He needs time to percolate a little bit to adjust to the speed of this game. He was a little bit herky-jerky in warm-ups too. I'm very much on the J.J. McCarthy bandwagon, but right now, in the spot they're in, Cade McNamara looks ready to lead this offense. And an offense, too, that I know we make a lot, we make fun of the the speed and space, but that team's speed was on display on Saturday. Blake Corum, again, outstanding. A.J. Henning, a 74-yard touchdown. Guy, again, if Ronnie Bell's out, going to have to step up. Roman Wilson had 43 yards on a rush. Doing some creative things with those guys. This team has talent. And they have it or they need it at the skill positions on offense. But you have to cultivate it and you have to use it. I'll talk about concerns about that in a little bit. 
Defensively, I mean, Mike McDonald's system, right? We've been hearing all the hype about this. What's that going to look like? So they came out and played a two-down lineman look with the two inside backers, your two edge defenders, and then five defensive backs. So I believe the starting defense was Mozzie Smith and Chris Hinton up front. You had Josh Ross and Nikai Hill-Green at inside linebacker. David Ojabo and Aiden Hutchinson playing on the edge, either defensive end or linebacker, whatever it winds up being in that configuration. Five defensive backs. You had uh, Vince Gray and Jamon Green starting at corner. R.J. Moten and Brad Hawkins played safety, and Dax Hill was playing in the slot, which I love. I need that guy close to the as close to the ball, as close to the line of, the, of scrimmage as I can get him. So if that means he's playing in the slot, if that means he's moving around, that's cool with me. He was awesome on Saturday. Defense was a little bit herky-jerky, and, and I'll talk about the concerns I have with that. But what I like about what we saw is that they settled in. And they settled in once the like they weren't getting a ton of push early on. Once the pressure got started getting there, once Aiden Hutchinson started getting home, which there were four NFL teams there. The Atlanta Falcons were there, New York Jets, New York Giants, Detroit Lions. Aiden Hutchinson put on a show. Didn't have a ton of, you know, didn't rack up the stack sheet or anything like that. Four total tackles and a sack. He's credited for a quarterback hit and a forced fumble. He was in the backfield at least a few more times than one quarterback hit. Disruptive, unblockable, which, again, you expect that against Western Michigan. So I liked all that. So those are my positives. I mean, you, you took care of the ball. It was a little rough going early on. I think it was 10-7 after the first quarter, and then you outscored them 37-7 to the rest of the way. Really nice job on their part. So good showing up from the offense in the first game of the year. Good showing from the defense first game of the year. But again, I get it. It's Western. So what we're going to do now is take a quick commercial break. I'm going to come back with negatives. I don't have that many. And then we'll come back with your three-word reactions to Michigan's 47-7 win over Western Michigan. I'm sorry, 47-14. I've done that a few times today. We'll come back right after the break. Take care of those two things and get out of here. And we are back here on the Mason Brew Reaction Podcast to Michigan's 47-14 win over the Western Michigan Broncos on Saturday afternoon in Ann Arbor. As you know, I'm Anthony Broom, back to do some negatives from the game that I took out of it, and then do your three-word reactions to the game as well. So let's hop right into it. This won't be as long of a segment because you won by whatever it was, math, 33 points. So there's not a ton of negatives here. You took care of business. Really nice job. Obviously, the biggest negative that come out of this game is Ronnie Bell. And the biggest concern I have with that is that I know it was limited action, but that was the guy who, it's very apparent to me, he's their best wide receiver, probably by a decent margin. Only guy that really seemed like he was getting a ton of separation down the field. I mean, adjust, adjusted really nicely on that touchdown pass from Cade McNamara. It was a good throw by Cade, but a nice, you know, you got to have that adjustment that takes place too sometimes and good connection there. It sucks. And like I said, they, Jim Harbaugh doesn't usually talk about injuries. So when he says right off the bat in the press conference, 
well, everyone's praying for the best for Ronnie and everyone's praying for Ronnie. We want the best for Ronnie and he's going to have this MRI probably by the time you hear this podcast, he will have maybe had it already. I, I If he's out for a while, things are going to get really interesting because I'll tell you what's going to happen. And this kind of goes into, it's a nice little segue into what maybe my biggest concern from this game was. And that's the over-reliance on the run. Now listen, the running backs are the most talented position group on this team. They should build around the run. But you're going to see, like next week, Wisconsin's going to stack, or I'm sorry, I keep doing that too. I've done it a couple times today. Washington is going to stack the box against them. And they're going to make them throw. And do you have a guy who can get separation down the field? I don't know. That question wasn't answered today. Which is why like, I know Michigan's beaten a lot of teams by running the football against teams that can't stop it. They won a lot of games that way. Stacked up a lot of wins in the Jim Harbaugh era that way. But did you get better today as a passing offense? Because next week will be a test. Washington... I don't know if they'll be able to run the ball. I don't expect them to run the ball for 300 yards against Washington. I'll tell you that right now. Now, if you can hammer it and they can't stop it, that's one thing. But this is where it's going to be. We're about to find out what Josh Gaddis has learned in three years as an offensive coordinator. Because all I have to do is go back to the opener last year when Michigan didn't throw the ball a ton ran the hell out of the football, shoved it down Minnesota's throat. And Josh Gaddis gets to come out next week, and the Michigan offense comes out, and they're puffing their chests out. They're the big, mean Michigan bully that's going to push you around, and we're going to run the football. Michigan State stopped the run, and Michigan never adjusted to that. Now, I think Cade McNamara is a better quarterback than Joe Milton is. But are you going to zig when Washington zags next week? Because, I'm sorry, I mean, you look at the box score. It's not that difficult to figure out. Football's not this hard. Michigan threw the ball 17 times as a team in this game. They ran the ball 43 times. It's pretty pretty apparent what Washington needs to key on next week, right? So is there going to be a hubris there where like, that's our identity. We're physical. We're going to run the football. We're going to beat you, your brains in and shove the ball down your throat. Is that mentality going to stay there or are they going to adjust? Are, are they, is there enough humility? And, and I'll, again, I'm not taking shots at anyone. I'm just calling, calling a spade a spade. Is there enough humility in that room to know that we might need to do things a little bit differently. We might need to be ready to do something else. That's my biggest question coming out of this game. I think it's all fine and good that they can run the football, and it looks like they can do it well and be physical. I have no questions about that at all. Now, I'd like to see it against bigger opponents and bigger games, sure. First week of the year, you answered that question. Got two pretty good backs there. Blake Corum, 14 rushes. Hassan Haskins, 13 rushes. They've called them 1A and 1B all offseason. That's what they are. Donovan Edwards got six carries. He got, you know, math is hard. He got less than what those two guys got combined, right? 
I need to see. I'll put it this way. I think Cade McNamara can be good. I think he can hold on to this job all year, and I think he can win some football games for them. But if you're not confident in that guy throwing the ball, or if you're not confident in your wide receivers getting separation, that might be maybe the bigger issue. But let's just say if it's a, we don't want this guy throwing the deep ball. You saw what you have on the bench. If you don't think Cade McNamara is going to give you what he can give you, that guy's there and he's he's hurting for snaps. He's ready for snaps. J.J. McCarthy was, was warming up almost the entire game. I'm not turning this into a quarterback battle yet. It's just something to keep an eye on. You saw it. I mean, you guys watched. I assume most of you guys watched the game Thursday night. Minnesota was able to hang with Ohio State. Same thing. Punched him in the mouth. Ran the football really well. But if you don't have that quick strike ability through the air, next in two plays, you could be down two touchdowns. That's all it takes. You can go on your 12 play drives for 75 yards and take time off the clock. They will trade, they will trade points for minutes and not even care. Because that's what this all is. Every year is the is the Every year, every week, is the pop quiz leading up to that last weekend of the year. So that's that's how I feel about that. Again, you can't beat Ohio State week one. You can't even beat you can't beat Washington this week. All you can beat is Western Michigan. They did what they had to do. And they deserve props for that. But I think to me, that would be the biggest reservation I have. I'm not crazy about the play calling. I would have sacrificed, like I said, I would have sacrificed this being, let's just say, I don't know, a 38 to 20 game if it meant you got to you got work in some other areas. You know what I mean? So in a lot of ways, I don't know if I know more about this offense than I did two years ago. So we'll see. It's going to take time. Like I said, you cannot, you can't figure that out this week. So I'm not going to harp on it. I already have kind of harped on it. But you saw the speed they have. Blake Corm, Hassan Haskins, that's good. Used him in the passing game as well. You saw A.J. Henning. You saw Roman Wilson. You saw Dalen Baldwin. That speed doesn't mean anything if you've you've got them chained up in the basement. There's no excuse not to be a good offense with some explosion to it this year. And you saw it on Saturday against the Mac team. Good job. Good on you. But we need to see it. You didn't see the whole offense on Saturday. I know that for a fact. They're going to peel stuff back. They're going to throw different wrinkles in there. They won the way they had to win. And you know what? If this is the game plan they needed to put a laugher on the resume and feel good about themselves moving forward, that's what they needed to do. Because this team didn't win a football game at home last year. And everything, nothing felt easy last year, even when they did win. So they did what they had to do. Defensively, uh, listen, if this defensive line or and these pass rushers can't get to the quarterback, they're in trouble because I'm not a fan of the cornerback room. I'm not. 
Vince Gray got beat a few times. The one time he made a really nice play where he swatted down on the football when he got beat deep. Really nice play on his part. Jamon Green, I wasn't crazy about. Brad Hawkins, I think at this point, as a fifth-year guy, just kind of is what he is. It was nice to see RJ Moten out there. Daxton Hill, we know he's a beast. But like I said, if the defensive when the defensive line didn't get pressure, this offense, which is a good Mac offense, was able to move down the field. And they weren't they were not afraid to throw. Caleb Ellaby threw 37 times. I think he had 89 yards passing in the first quarter. Have to get pressure, have to generate pressure. I like the system. I like what it looks like they're going to run. I don't know if you have the athletes to do it yet. But on the flip side, the only way to get the athletes to do it, get them to come to your school, is to win football games. And this is one. This is one of 12 crossing off the list. So nice. all in all, a nice job. They said they were going to win or die trying this year. Well... They didn't die in week one, which I know there were people that kind of had them on high alert for that. Certainly some local radio hosts in the area. I won't harp on that too much either. So let's do three words now. Asked you on Twitter. We'll be doing this every week. So give us your reaction from today's Michigan game in three words. We'll read the best ones on our postgame show. So I'm just going to go through it here. Uh, this one's from Tim Campbell. He says, three words, that satisfied me. Scott Davis, perhaps some hope. Perhaps. I agree with both of those. Uh, Jason Thomas says the defense needs work. I agree. I, that, that's a, It's going to be a work in progress for them. It's a total schematic change. So we can't hold them to the same standard that we held a held a third year, fourth year, fifth year Don Brown defense too. Because one, scheme changes take time. And two, I don't think they have the players to do what they want to do to be disruptive yet. Ghost to Sparky says beat Ohio State. A lot of time to go there. Gordy Kruger says just the beginning. Charles McDonald says JJ season soon. I don't know how soon, but I think at some point you're going to have a hard time keeping them off the field. Uh, Lisa Dusso says the lines are too long. Assume that means at the stadium. Big E says looking well coached. Wow. Michigan Life 12 says very methodically played. Jola says I'll take it. Bubba. At Bubba, lots of numbers. I'm not going to read all those numbers. Lots of talent. Brandon Hay, better game planning. Sports. This person's name is just simply Sports. Beat Michigan State. Uh, this is one that, again, I said the people are saying it already. This is from at Keith Shred. It's Western Michigan. From Jeff Walters, just keep winning. Edward Benson, offensive line dominated. Paul Nesbitt, a good start. Dave Reese, kick-ass dominance. From at One King Bear, I am impressed. Uh, this is four words, but I'll read it anyways because I liked it. Randy Hafner says, pleasantly surprised and encouraged. Scott says, encouraging, but still. 
with ellipses after that. Aaron Thiel says, it's JJ time. I don't agree with that quite yet, but he looked looked good when he got in there. Josh Mason says, they're fi- finally making adjustments. Boston Pride 6 says, Big Ten champs. He's going all in with the Kool-Aid here. Brett Thielen says, job well executed. Blake Verdon says, good offensive line. Jeff Miller says, much more optimistic. And we'll grab one more here. Oh, this one's from Donnie. Bunch of numbers. 334 yards rushing. From Brian Hacker. Poor Ronnie Bell. Yeah, that really sucks. God. Uh, Sandro's Corner is not buying in. He says, despite Jim Harbaugh. Dan Wilson says, practice skeptical optimism. And I'm going to end it on this one. The man down the hall says, can beat Washington? Question mark. We'll see. They do get the Washington Huskies next week. It's an eight o'clock start. We'll be on ABC. Be a late night, but an early day for you tailgaters too. We'll see what happens there. Michigan winners on Saturday, 47-14 over the Western Michigan Broncos. About as good an opener as you could ask for. Checked all the boxes. Good teams take care of teams like that in, in big game or in these types of games. It's not a big game, but. The opener is a big game. You came out, you sent a message, and Jim Harbaugh said it after. He said, we're not, we're telling the guys, we're we're not reading our stuff. We can get better. If I was to grade this performance personally, I'm probably giving it like a B or B plus. But that's fine. That's fine. We didn't want to talk about a C plus or less today. Didn't want to talk about a 34-21 win. 47-14, that feels about right. So you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. You can follow the website at Maze and Brew. We're on all the social media media channels. Our podcasts are wherever you get your shows. Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Please subscribe. Leave a good review. Leave a five-star review. All of that type of stuff. I know a lot of these shows, uh, these post-game shows have ears on them that they might not have had during the week. We do several podcasts a week, and we'll be here every Saturday after these games. So for Mays and Brew, for Anthony Broom, for Michigan fans everywhere, good win today. Nice to be 1-0. Washington's next week. Big test. We'll see you next time.